الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وقال تعالى إن الذين اتقوا إذا مسهم طائف من الشيطان تذكروا فإذا هم مبصرون صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول الرب تبارك وتعالى أعددت لعبادي المتقين ما لا عين رأت ولا عذن سمعت ولا خطر على قلب بشر أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام الحمد لله مدي رسبكت برادز ونالدز It is indeed the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not only made us from the reciters of the kalima la ilaha illallah but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us from amongst those who recite Muhammadur Rasulullah as well. The nations of the past they all recited la ilaha illallah but they did not get the benefit of being from amongst those who recite Muhammadur Rasulullah. Being from amongst the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has added benefit, added virtue, as a result of which we as the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam despite us being the last of all the nations to come, we will be the first of all the nations to enter Jannah. And despite having the shortest lifespans, we will enjoy the highest stages in Jannah. Both of these defy logic. But if you look at the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us, that we as the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the ni'mats, the bounties that we enjoy, spiritual benefits that we will see in the hereafter, then we will understand. For example, during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there were two brothers who had accepted Islam. Two sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum who were brothers. Both of them accepted Islam at the same time. One of them passed away a year later. So someone sees in a dream that the brother who passed away later, he entered Jannah before the brother who passed away before him. So they brought this to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, how is it possible? So the reply given from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was that did not the brother who passed away one year later enjoy the luxury of one year added ibadah, one year added salah, one year added tilawah, one year added dhikr, one year added fasting, one year added of Ramadan. So the longer lifespan a person has, he has the opportunity to do more ibadah, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. But if you compare the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the nations of the past, Nuh alayhi salatu wa salam, his dawat alone, not his lifespan, his dawat alone 
according to the Quran and Kareem, was 950 years. The Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the average lifespan is 60 to 70 years old. So how do we compare with the short lifespan? How do we compare to the nations of the past? And how is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant, it, grant us a higher stages in Jannah in comparison to those, to the equivalent of those in the, of the nations of the past? One is by default, we as the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam enjoyed the luxury man jaa bil hasana falahu ashru amthaliha. That that person who does one good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies that ten times by default. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us certain times during the year. Where that ten times is multiplied, Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the treasures of reward of, of, of thawab and opens the floodgates of thawab to the point that even if you have to mention some figures, this will be attempting to limit the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases multitudes to the extent that we may not even be able, be able to comprehend the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. So like we are coming up to the month of Ramadan, wherein one sunnah act will carry the reward of a farad act. And the farad act will be multiplied 70 times more. This, my dear brothers, this example can be utilized. Those, or oh, a comparison can be drawn for those who have a business acumen or some involvement in the business world. Even if you are not a businessman, a trader yourself, but you will understand by speaking to those who are involved in the business world, that you will have a season during the year for the various different markets, that period will, will change. For some it is the beginning of the financial year, for most it is the December period. For some, it is the period of Ramadan and the Eidain. But nevertheless, when that period is coming upon that businessman, the respective period upon the respective businessman, he does not begin preparing for that season or that period during the time that the period sends upon, sets upon him. That person whose trade flourishes during the month of Ramadan, he doesn't begin selling his commodities during the month of Ramadan. Or he doesn't prepare, begin ordering his commodities before the month of Ramadan. Already the orders are closed two, three months prior to that. The stock will be delivered a month or two prior to that. The added workforce will already be employed well in advance. Even his own self, he will set aside all other extra commitments which will not involve his his progress during that time. And he will mentally and physically prepare himself for that. So that when that season comes upon him, then he does not find himself battling to find a footing. But rather he is already into the motion where he can capitalize the most during that time. And another thing to take note from this, 
We use the example of a businessman because this is business as well. This is such a business that will save you from eternal punishment, a painful punishment. Not only will he capitalize on this time, but when this period subsides, what is his reaction after that? Does he say that now I had a booming season, a booming one or two months, and now I can close my shop or not work for the rest of the year? But no, what he utilizes that capital gain during that time, he utilizes it to increase until the next season. My dear brothers, the month of Ramadan that is coming upon us, this is not a month in which we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone only during this month. But this is a time in our life to assist us in attaining our ultimate goal that is Jannah. And if you look at the link between fasting during the month and Jannah, you look at the month of Ramadan, the link between Ramadan and Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba alal ladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. That fasting has been made faraz upon us during the month of Ramadan. Like it has been made faraz upon those before us. What is the objective of fasting? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that we may attain taqwa. And in the various ayat of the Quran al-Kareem, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Jannah, the word taqwa features in most of the ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Jannah. مَثَلُ الْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي وُعِدَ الْمُتَّقُونَ إِنَّ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ مَفَازًا إِنَّ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ وَنَهَرٍ سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Various ayat in the Quran al-Kareem. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Jannah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about whom Jannah has been promised for, the word muttaqeen features. Likewise with the, month, with the fasting of the month of Ramadan, fasting is to obtain taqwa and by extension to attain Jannah. And Jannah, my dear brothers, will not come by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a period of 29 or 30 days only. And thereafter, forgetting the various ibadat that we were involved in. But Jannah, my dear brothers, will be obtained when taqwa comes into a person's heart and a person makes a continuous effort, continues on the journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the opening ayat of the Qur'an al-Kareem as well, that this Qur'an is a means of hidayat for those who have taqwa. سَابِقُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ عِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That strive, vie with one another, compete towards, with one another, towards Jannah, the size of which the distance between the heavens and the earth, promise for those who have taqwa. And who are those who have taqwa? الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالدَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ One of the, some of the qualities of those who have taqwa. 
that they open their hearts, whether they have or whether they don't have, whether they are in the state of prosperity or adversity. They spend. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is mentioned in the hadith, تَصَدَّقْ وَلُوْ بِشِقِّ tamra. Even if you have, not even a date, a piece of a date, a portion of a date, give that in charity as well. It is not what you are giving, but it is the heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at, that this person, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him, he is prepared to spend from that. And even if a person does not have any physical wealth to give, فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ فَبِكَلِمَةٍ طَيِّبًا Say good words, say kind words to your fellow Muslim brother. Give da'wah, call him towards the masjid, give him some encouragement. A person is going through a bad patch, assist him physically, mentally, emotionally. Be there for your fellow Muslim brother, that is sadaqah in itself. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ And the person, he swallows his anger. Fasting, whilst you are fasting, everything is haram to swallow besides your anger. That you will be rewarded. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaking about a person who swallows his anger. And at what point does a person swallow his anger? Not when he has, does not have the capability of meeting it out. When the person standing in front of him is double his size. If he has to be, even show a bit of anger towards that person, it will be to his own detriment. At that time when he says, no, 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 I'll make sabr. That is not what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is speaking about. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, مَنْ كَذَمَ غَيْضًا وَهُوَ قَادِرٌ عَلَىٰ يُنَفِّذَهُ He has the capability of meeting it out. That person is subordinate. That person is weaker than him. He is not as physically capable as him. At that point, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, when you swallow your anger, and more specifically during the month of Ramadan, our tolerance, our sabr, our patience will be tested. But understand what is the objective of fasting and this is the quality of a person who, who has taqwa. Fasting is to attain taqwa and this is the pers- quality of a person who has taqwa. That you have the capability of meeting out your anger. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says when you swallow your anger at that time, when you control yourself, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam da'ahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala ru'usil khala'iq yawm al-qiyamah hatta yukhayyirahu min al-hur al-ayni ma that on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call him in front of all the creation and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him, go and choose from whichever of the huri'een, the damsels of Jannah you desire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of controlling ourselves, controlling our tongue. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that person who can guarantee me control, of that which is between his jaws, referring to his tongue, and that which is between his tongue, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that I will guarantee him Jannah. Not only does he swallow his anger, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ That he, over, he removes whatever animosity he has for that person who did him down. He overlooks that, he pardons him completely, he removes any sort of enmity or animosity for his fellow Muslim brother. So the month of Ramadan, 
whilst we may place some emphasis on staying away from eating and drinking during the month of Ramadan. But there is a spiritual side which we have to prepare ourselves for as well. And that is continuing on the journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To utilize this month to bring within us those qualities. Like that food and drink which is normally halal for us during the month of Ramadan. And we should have some long-term goals as well as short-term goals for the month of Ramadan. One is during the month of Ramadan we will have in our minds some goals that I will finish so much of tilawat of the Quran Kareem. That we will read so many paras a day. I will make so many khatams of Quran. My dhikr, my daily dhikr, I am doing so much, I will increase it. The tilawat, the, 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 the durud upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be increased daily. The short term goals for Ramadan, alhamdulillah, most of us will have. But the long term goals of Ramadan, that after I come out of the month of Ramadan, we have to enter the month of Ramadan with those long term goals as well. Like I had used the example of that businessman, that once he capitalizes on the peak season of his, he does not squander all that wealth and destroy it, but rather he uses that what he had gained during that season. So to improve his business, to improve his further well-being. Likewise, whatever we capitalize on during the month of Ramadan, we have to utilize that to continue on this journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how will we know whether we have capitalized on the month of Ramadan? How will we know that taqwa has come into our hearts? The yardstick given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبُصِرُونَ That those who have taqwa, when taqwa comes into a person's heart, it does not mean that a person will not commit any sin at all. Yes, a person must not intentionally make an effort, make a concerted effort to go out and commit haram. But كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمَ خَطَّاءٌ وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَّائِنَ التَّوَّابُونَ It is natural disposition of a human being. That shaitan will get hold of him at some point. But when that happens, that he will look, he will take heed, and he will look, and he will make tawbah, and he will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With regards to this, there is an incident of a youngster. During the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, this youngster, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, had granted him physical beauty, as well as the nur of iman, which is nurun ala nur. So naturally, he will catch the eyes of people. And unfortunately, he had caught the attention of a person of the opposite gender who had even intentions with him. So she made some plan. This youngster was gifted with the, with the nur of iman. So naturally, he will not fall for any direct attempt of evil with regards to him. So she devised a plan and she called him into her house under the guise that she required the assistance of someone strong. When he realized what was the plan, what had, what had materialized, immediately this ayah came to his mind. That إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقُوا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَاهُمْ مُبُصِرُونَ That when shaitan gets hold of them, then they take heed. And this was one point that he realized that this is the trap of shaitan. Uh, where once he realized this, this youngster fell down unconscious.
with the assistance of someone, she went and left him at the house of his father. When this youngster revived, his father began asking him, what had happened? Why do I find you unconscious at my door? Youngster having haya modesty, at first he refused to divulge what had occurred after some persistence from his father. He informs his father what has happened. So his father asked him, that which was, what was this ayah that had come to your mind that caused you to fall down unconscious? The youngster recites this ayah, shaytan, And he, he breathes his mouth. This had occurred late at night as the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam. They hastened with the burial. They did not inform Amir al-Khattab In the morning when he finds out what had, what had transpired, immediately he goes to the qabr of this youngster and he addresses the grave of this youngster. And he, and he tells him that, Oh, oh youngster, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ For that person who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises to Jannah. Do you find what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised you? This is a karamat of some which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants to. The, the answer comes from beyond the grave. That, O oh, Amirul Mu'minin, bear witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted me both of the Jannah already whilst I am in this qabr. My dear brothers, this is what we have to trans- uh, aspire towards. Our efforts, our desires, our ultimate long-term goal shouldn't be that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a period of 29 or 30 days and then after we forget the Qur'an al-Kareem, we forget tilawat of the Qur'an, we forget dhikrullah. But our long-term goal and aspiration should be that how we can utilize this month of Ramadan to, to attain our ultimate goal that is Jannah. That how we can be successful in the hereafter. That how the taqwa can come into our heart forever and be applied in our lives through the 11 other 11 months of the year. That how we can be from amongst those who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam calls intelligent, and not be from amongst those who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refers to as foolish. Once one sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this is the example, like the example of a person who, who begins that journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He tastes that sweetness of iman. He tastes that sweetness of ibadah. So this young sahabi radiallahu anhu comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I have a weakness in me. That every time I begin this journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, understand that the way the sahabi speaks like this, that sahabi, whilst he might feel this a weakness in his life, compared to any person living today, the sahabi was far superior with regards to his ibadah and his link to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But for our understanding and in the understanding of sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, he says that I make tawbah, I change my life for the better, but I find myself reverting back to my old ways. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him that innaka tabni wa tahdi. That your example, few words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But it draws our attention to a, a, a very lengthy example. That a person, he makes effort to build a house. Those who have in, been involved in construction of any sort will understand. 
that building a house is not merely just putting some bricks together. You have to begin with preparing the ground, laying the foundation, building the, uh, then laying the bricks, putting the roof, adding whatever windows, doors, etc. Is, is, is required. So when a person builds that, the intelligent one is now one who is going to capitalize on it and utilize it for the better. But the foolish one is the one who will, who will, who will destroy that house. You will raise it down to the ground. Rasulullah says, that is your example. That you are building a beautiful home. And this is not the home of this dunya, which is temporary. But this is beautiful palaces, beautiful gardens, beautiful rivers of the hereafter. That we are building with our ibadah and then reverting back to our life before the month of Ramadan, we are destroying it. So already we must begin now with this intention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a tawfiq. That from now, we're not, it's not that we are going to put a pause on our life before the month of Ramadan. But make this intention that from now we are going to stop whatever haram we are involved in, whatever whatever ma'asiyat, whatever disobedience we are involved in. And then when we come into the month of Ramadan, already our mindset is made up that this is not a short-term effort that we are making. But this is a long-term effort, inshallah, till the day that we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives all tawfiq. Alhamdulillah.